Hello and welcome to the Busy Works Podcast. It's your boy Angry Black on the ones and twos. And today I have some very special guests with me. To my right and your left, I guess I have. Come on, do it, do it, do it. Oh, what? The See? ice thing. What thing? The ice thing. Ice thing. Come on, get, get, let's <laughs> get into it. I want, I want a whole passionate one. All right, listen, listen. We'll come back to. All right, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to it. it. Yeah, so we yeah. got, we got ice young ice style young Zeke on my right, your left, and to my left I have two of the uh, upcoming innovative leaders of the journalism scene. Mm, uh, for the far side, I guess, we have Billy Jane, and on the right side, we have Mickey, Mick, Mickey Mouse. Yeah! Yeah, see, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Billy and Mickey are from Paper Trail Magazine, an emerging digital content platform that is breaking down standards and providing an inclusive platform for underground culture. So how's everybody doing today? Um, smooth, smooth. Today was like not butter? a bad day. Woke up with a crazy headache after I ate some island burger, but otherwise, well, island, island burger. Yeah, man, I called this guy. Right? He like sounded like he was wiping drool nah, off. Nah, his mouth here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing. Break it down for us, bro. Break it down for us. The place is called Island Burger, but you got to go there for their Trini style wings. Mm. You go sweet potato. Fries, I feel deceited. That's like going Trini to a chicken spot wings. and then like the burgers are fire. It's like going to Burger King for uh, hot dogs. Right. Nah, don't disrespect right. me like that. <laughs> don't disrespect me like that. First off, you cannot compare Burger King to Island Burger. It's just two different, you know, it's two different taste levels. We're going to go, and I'm going to taste this gassed up shit that you just going away with. Um, but yeah, guys, so how I like to do this is I like to do one or two topics and okay. then uh, get into the interview portion of it. But I want to know, is there anything on your guys' mind? Like you feel like it's a pressing issue of the day that we need to talk about? Uh, could range from anything. Like, do you feel like niggas need to shape up? Like, mm. like I don't Ooh. know. Like, oh, uh-oh, right, uh-oh, right. uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Speak your words, man. Mm. Speak your truth. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go in. I'm not gonna go in. Um, but one thing that I did see today on Twitter was this rapper calling out one of his homies for like sexually assaulting a girl, and I thought that was like pretty dope because you're used to seeing everyone like cover up shit like that so yeah. i'm looking forward to this movement of men being more protective and more supportive of women and believing them i'm with that honestly i got nieces now i got like four nieces dog and my concern is when they grow up like what the yeah. environment is going to be like for it's, their t- it's yeah. scary i, I was mean, just about to say it's fucking scary out here i, I mean and the perspective as a man like you kind of I don't want to say don't know shit's going on. Actually, yeah, you're just oblivious yeah, to know. it. I'll you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, something, like, something happened, um, what is it, two weeks ago. Um, pretty much, like, they had a kid that got videotaped by this man, and they all jumped him in the street. It was in, it was in Manhattan. What? I forgot. What? It was on Instagram. It was live, and a girl was chasing him. He's like, yo, you should get killed, or you over here videotaping five years. <gasps> yes. You know oh. who that is? No. What? Oh, my God. Do you know who that is, though? Oh my who God, recorded it? Who did it? No, 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 no. The person getting we jumped? Hang, we hung out with him. Who? No. I don't want to say any names, but... But yeah, no. pretty much that shit was crazy. It was all over Instagram. Yeah. Everybody's what? like... He came out of wild. somewhere and everybody jumped him pretty much. Like, oh. So basically, this nigga... I don't know, like... He was accused of having child porn on his phone. And they were out at a function and I guess someone like had seen it. So then everyone was like, nah, like, you're wilding. So yeah. they jumped him. Yeah. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's what they said. I, I have no Where problem. The, co- the cops was out there, too, though. Yeah. It was like, um, it was at a it function? It was in New York somewhere. Like, but, like, okay. I guess people were out, and someone had recorded it. And then this girl noticed that I, like, me and the guy followed each other. So she DM'd me and was like, hey, just want to make sure that you're aware. But so-and-so was, like, caught with so-and-so on his phone, and he's getting jumped at this very moment. Like, just... <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Because you know, I noticed you guys follow each other. I'm like, oh, shit, thanks. So I said she, it to her. I was like, I was wait, like, I don't Yo. follow him. He follows wow. me. Follow She's me. like, you want me to put in a kick for you? I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, this you cr- know him. It's a crazy world out here, man. This is crazy. I don't even um, know. Hold on, let's not put that kind of... Uh, wait, yeah, on that's people. that's that's not the same way. He wave, follows like. you, you don't know him, <laughs> like, you know, no, him. Like, know like, him yo. no, I don't know him. Actually, I don't follow him at all. He follows me. Well, he's like, he's hung out with us before. Who is he? I'll tell, mm. I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah let's, let's get that off. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely a scary comment. <laughs> I, I appreciate that people are doing out, that, mm-hmm. doing that more now. Um, yeah. you need to hold each other accountable because that shit's like out of line for real. I know, like, I mean, we were even having this conversation earlier about like. 
shit that like you know people have done in the past or like yeah. you know like kind of where that line kind of treads and shit you know so yeah and it's like it's like one thing where it's like the situation's kind of unclear but the shit that's just clear cut like you have to stand up again like you have to like call that out like especially when we have no... videos shout out to uh, our favorite clothing brand with the v on it uh, oh, cough, cough, you know. I was, <laughs> dude, I was so upset about that man because i'm like yo dog like you you build this brand to a place where you're established with like some of the biggest brands in the world and you're willing to risk that all for like for nothing but, I mean, there yeah, has to like be a bullshit. reason why he thought that was acceptable that's just i feel like how you know for lack of a better term just how niggas be sometimes yeah you know? so i'm saying yeah. like the fact that this this nigga right here he's still like low on the totem pole oh yeah and he's just cool but being all about like that that has to that's like showing you that there are more fucked up people up there oh no absolutely i mean yeah. there was a there was a thing that came out uh during i think it was paris fashion week or london fashion week or some yeah. shit where he was sitting now it was definitely paris like over the summer when he was like sitting front row of lv sitting front row of all of these like major fashion houses and shit and like everybody was chopping up with him like getting him in the meetings and shit and it's yeah. like wait wait hold the fuck up like i feel like half this whole squad was like yeah, right. on twitter like going crazy you know what i'm saying so yeah. I I definitely agree with that sentiment. Like, we need to be a little bit more consistent. I feel like on the ground floor, you can't just give him money. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. that's how these people feel empowered. As long as their business is straight, they're going to feel no actual yeah. repercussions for it. Yeah. I mean, even how you fumble a Nike bag and still out here? Like, oh, that's crazy. Like, God. Bro, and you know what's crazy? He did, like, um, you remember the, the chicken connoisseur? The kid that was going to, like, mass oh, spots yeah, in yeah, London? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and did that? Yo, he did uh he did some shit where he came out to New York, nigga brought him to like Texas, Crown Fried, like all, <laughs> all the fucking five dollar box chicken spots. And then like while they're in the car, like driving around, he's like, Yeah, you know, we're thinking about doing a collaboration with Nike to do Air Maxes next. And I was like, Yo, that's gonna be fucking sick. And then like a month later he went and did that shit. And I was like, yo, fam, like you fucking I mean, the wow. craziest part about that, that, that was just the one that happened to be on video. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, think about all the other times that happened and, like, all the women that didn't speak out because it was her and then five, you know, ASAP niggas in the room. You know what I'm and saying? And then I'm, I'm sure they try and coerce you to make you feel like, oh, it's just all fun and games. Like, you know, we just lit in the telly and shit like that. But it's like, nigga, it ain't really that fun. If it's happening to you, it ain't that fun. <laughs> like. Crazy. All right, so yeah, let's jump into this first topic. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah let's do this. Um, so I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on this uh, most recent Kanye shenanigans. I guess by the time this episode oh, would have come out, this would have been Man. like maybe like a week or two old. But I feel like it's important just because like people, I don't know, I don't know. People, people are always gonna talk about it. He's always gonna be a relevant figure in the culture. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if you're unaware, for those who are listening. Uh, Mr. West decided to pop up in the White House, pop out to D.C., and have himself a whole little tirade about uh, the hat giving him superpowers and actually touched on a few important issues like uh, the stop and frisk and how Trump was trying to institute stop and frisk-like policies uh, all over the country and shit. Um, so there was definitely some okay points in there, but just, uh, you know, what are you, what are you guys thinking about that? Like, Man, I used to be, like, I, used, I love Kanye. I will say that, but... This love is or used to I used to love him. I have all his albums. I have every single one of them. Nice. Used to bump in my little hoopty jeep and everything, bump his music. But now it's not the same. Nothing's the same anymore. He's just gone crazy. It's all this money coming in, all this. You know, he's married to Kim Kardashian. Like shit changes, people. If you want to say, it's just I don't like it. I mean, I'm right there with her. A lot of the physical copy albums that I have are from Kanye. Like yeah. when he put out. My dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy, and it came with the short film. Like yeah. I was watching that show on my mm. PlayStation. So <laughs> <laughs> to see him just be doing all this crazy shit, it's weird and it's kind of sad because you can see he's not the same person. Also, yeah. he's he's crazy. Like he needs help, and I don't think anyone in his circle is qualified or knows how to help him. That's, that's crazy you bring that up. I was talking to a man about this the other day, and, like, that's, I feel like the point we're on, like, he, he's off the shits, bro. Like, yeah. just think about it. If that was a regular person, if that was me or you or you or you, like, and then we was doing that, like, you would be like, yo, like, 
let's go bro like let's, yeah, let's take right. you to somewhere yeah. like, back then he was like selective on who he like did collaborations with right yeah so it's to see him not to like you know joke on the generation now but he was a little, little pumped doing that video it just kind of upset wow. me because it looks like what are you doing <laughs> like, i mean i'm not gonna lie i like the beat the beat was cool but the music video was cool. Yeah, the music video yeah, was cool. cool. That shit, that I shit just, was out the window. I just feel like you know he lost his real art, like his real art in his, mm, his yeah. in himself. You know, somebody just helped him, bro, man. Like, for real, know, like nah. I have a theory about that. I think like especially when you're an artist of his stature and his success, you're not around real life people anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're around, around yeah, a you're bunch right. of money men and just people that are willing to like hype you up and pat. I mean, you back. what do what you say on the album? Kim called him and said, "You fucking a bag up, like." You know what I'm saying? Like, she on, said, on, yeah, 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 yeah. For, yeah I think that was, was a, like, I think that was, was either violent crimes or no mistake. Off, not of yay. Like the one that he dropped over the summer and shit. He was like, Kim called him and was like, "Yo, you fucking the money up, right?" Yeah. See, I mean, I don't mean to turn this into a race thing, but mm, sometimes okay. like a black man just needs that support of a black woman like Kim. Yo, Kim is wow. never going to understand. Wow. Do you see the meals that she be too much, too much black, too the much meals that she be but I mean, like, to in all reality, though, Kim is never going to be able to understand like what he's going through. Yo, I'm I'm just smiling because this is, this is the mirror copy. I had this conversation with you, which is like the fu- no, because like they're not gonna check him on that. But like, yeah, and then that whole entire house, no one, no one is going to be able to understand what type of world this man lives in. Like, and it's a little different because he does have money and he does have like certain connects and he he sees a different world than you two black men do. But at the end of the day, she's never going to be un- like going to be able to help him the, the way. But that's my thing about like, yo, he's just got too much money. Because when you having like those kind of problems, like let's say you depressed or something, they're like, oh, word, here, pop this Prozac. <laughs> they're not going to sit down and be like, yo, like, let's get to the root of this. And like, right. how do we move past it? It's like, yo, go see my man's like he lives in Beverly Hill. He a doctor. Go get liposuction. True. True. Uh, yeah. Like there's just too many shortcuts for yeah. real life problems. And is, then you're never Is this something them. that we as like, I guess, consumers at this point should even care about though? Because this kind of falls in the box of celebrity shenanigans. You know what I I'm saying? I think we like, should care about it when it's someone like Kanye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kanye like, what separates yeah, him yeah. from like the regular celebrity box Give me though? a regular celebrity and He's, I'll let you know. I'll um, put it like this. My bad to cut you off, but Kanye is one of those people who will jump out the window and be like, right. I am Gandhi. Like I am yes. like, I am these people <laughs> right. who have Beyonce been monumental in history. Yeah, like he's saying like, like he is these people who have been pivotal in like national international history right. and monumental and someone that, you know, people of all ages look to as motivation and guidance. And then you turn around doing some what absurdly Sup- fuck supporting shit. Trump. I, I guess from my perspective it's like he's just Crazy. a person so for me, like I, I mean, I feel like I have like a strong sense of like individual will and shit. So I'm not going to let somebody else, no matter who they are, yeah. just, like even if like say you know, God forbid, my dad came out of pocket was like, fuck black people or some shit like that. So like, that's that's. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. But that's on that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not me. Like that's yeah. like you know you can hold that, bro. But you know, so as a as an individual, I feel like we should take it upon ourselves to just. You know, I don't know. Be better but than that. Not this is uh this is something I see I hear a from lot. You. Not everyone is you. Not everyone is True. me. Like think about the kids. It's really the kids that's being affected because they're the ones who's <laughs> asking their parents to buy them, get that money to get them new Yeezys and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? After the three. Shout out to Uganda. Yeah. After the, like the first <laughs> few three fifties, that was like his decline. I think his sneakers are like um fucking period pieces, like his albums. Like fucking, you know how every album this nigga had a different style. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Fucking every sneaker this nigga had a different political agenda. That's so true. That's so <laughs> true. Like, that yo. is so true. See, my my other theory is that Kanye knows what the fuck he's doing. Like this is yeah, all calculated. just like mm. calculated and a piece to a puzzle that we don't know yet. Cause I I watched this um the HBO shit with with Drake and LeBron. Yeah. 
And it kind of just showed how manipulative Kanye is. And, like, he's he's low-key a genius. I was saying, And yo. how he played that whole thing. Yeah. So, I know, like, a part of me is like, I know Kanye not out here, like, really wild and wild for no reason. Like, there has to be something. Yeah. I mean, he only pops up at certain times. Like, right. So, I'm like, yeah. saying, like, but then, like, when you see him and you hear him, it's like, yo, he might really be off. Like, he might really be crazy. Nah. In that situation, they keep him caged in the basement until it's time to let him out. Kanye, it's time for the album. Get out there. Wait, what? You know how he had a video premiere in, um, oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Colorado, right? Some Wyoming. Wyoming, whatever. Yeah. So he was there, and then if you see a video of like him and um, Kim Kardashian, she's just standing there trying to like you know bounce, and then he's over there like, all right, bitch, like whatever. He's like, you know what? Whatever. I got the money. I'm just gonna twirl around like I don't care. Like yeah. he wasn't even focused. You could tell in his eyes, like he's like he lost. Yeah, I think in he's his, not, in his he's eyes, he's upset could tell too. He's like lost. depression is a big thing too. Like he yeah. might, he might be depressed, but he's house. not showing it. I think it's especially in the, the yeah, wake of mental health day. People, he around the Kardashian. I'm telling you, it's they the manipulate people too, though. Yeah. The Kardashians and the Jenners, whatever the fuck. Nah, it's but not, one, it's not going over there. One thing I noticed with that HBO special when Drake was talking about that whole shit, he basically, in a roundabout way, explained that Kanye West. Taylor Swifted Drake or like Drake Taylor because you remember that whole thing where he had that song uh, Famous and yeah. then he yeah. put that line in about like fucking her and then he was like yo I talked to Taylor and she said it was good and then when the song came out she was like yo I ain't cool sign this shit and then, <laughs> and, then, and then they played the call or whatever Drake basically was in that situation with Kanye he was like right. yo niggas flew me out to Wyoming did this that and the third and then when I left shit was different and I was like, hmm, maybe Kanye is Take out here. a little here. lesson out of Taylor's book. Kanye moving out here like a white girl. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's like, because he's probably trying to survive. He's just like, I don't want to be one of those. So like, he probably sees it as like all Just these. a disclaimer, we don't racially discriminate in the, in the busy works. Yeah, podcast. So you know what I'm saying? He, no listen, racism here. He always talking about, you guys literally don't understand. Like, he's always telling us we don't understand. I mean, people don't understand. Like, during that whole Twitter rant about him talking about, uh, Free thinking and all that kind of shit. I feel like that was a pivotal moment. I was I fucking agree. with that. Yeah. Like if he again, if he wants to do that, that's okay. Like I don't think like that. That's that's on you, bro. Like. But it's the person that he's supporting, though. Yeah. I, I think that's also why it's such a crazy. He's letting his thoughts have him. He's like, make America thoughts. great again. How racist can that get? You're literally wearing that on your head with every outfit. And I get free thinking, like, you know, you can have whatever opinion you want, you know, be a radical thinker or whatever, but you... And at the end of the day, certain things mean what they are. Like, you exactly. can't... Exactly. Like, I'm tired of niggas trying to repurpose the Confederate flag. No, nigga, that's just the Confederate nah, flag. Nigga. Nah, nah. <laughs> like, get the fuck out that's, of here, bro. Oh, I see what you mean, though. <laughs> like, that's like someone coming here and seeing this busy work sign. They're like, yo, I fucking like that shit. Yo, you know what it should mean? And you're like, no, nigga, this is, this is, this is what it means. <laughs> this is what it, means. Like, no. this is it doesn't mean yeah. anything else but this. Like, okay. Damn. Yep. Crazy. I like how you broke that down. But no, no, we're going to take a short break. Keep it locked to the Busy Words podcast. Come back at you, Angry Black, with I style. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Ah, Billy Jane and Mickey and this bitch. Come back at you right quick. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. You're now locked into the Busy Works podcast. All right, so I think we should just jump back into the swing of things here. We already here. in it, baby. We're we iced out, baby. We back, back like we never left. Right. Um, so, yeah, man, like I, I've been, you know, looking at you, aware of you guys for a pretty relatively long time. I actually followed um, the photographer you guys have, uh, Andy, oh, for like, yeah, a, like a really long yeah. time. And so he was the one that I've been kind of like following and like he started doing you to share with you guys and I was like oh shit what is this so um but the first like actual event I went to for you guys was the Cipriani shit in oh, February yeah, yeah. that, oh, shit, that, was shit, oh, that, that was, shit was yeah. fucking stupid crazy when man. I walked like, in I was I was crying I mean, I asked Mickey I was crying it was unreal 
So that was really unreal. It was stressful though. That was shit really was like going, going to a dream. concert. Like I yeah, loved Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't know though. like cuz I had never been to Cipriani before because yeah. I'm uncultured swine. Yeah. But like <laughs> no, Yeah, so I like oh. walk in there it was just like the security was out front. I was like, "Oh, wait. What? We're in the right fucking spot." Like yeah. Grand Central like, "Oh, no." Nah. <laughs> But our, all right, so for those who are not from by the, way. the city, don't know what Cipriani is and shit. This is big, beautiful, sprawling venue that uh, swine like myself would not be allowed to on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah, so, like I'll be outside eating a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> not even understanding <laughs> what's inside. Type, yeah, type like, shit. That's some shit where you're outside eating a hot dog and somebody, are you the Uber driver? Like, <laughs> like not even. They no, just they will they will be like, yo, <laughs> motherfucker, hop out of cab. Like, yo, take my bag. Yeah, like, yeah, huh? type, type shit, type shit. So this big, beautiful, sprawling venue that we were not normally going to, and it's this this fashion show. We walk in there, it's just a whole different world, and it was just so. Beautifully laid out, um, but you guys had dirtbag Keem. I uh, was a Shake Kawhi, yeah. and was Chicago Playground you guys too? Or um, that was the they were affiliates, people? but not part of our show. Okay, but, word. But uh, can you talk a little bit how that came together, and like what you oh, guys man. thought of the experience and shit? This is like crazy because what it's been. It's like a year. Like you know, Paper Trail has been going. It was just turned a year. So this investor reached out to us and was like, "Yo, we want to put you guys on." Um, his name is Chris Demiers, by the way. Shout out to him. He helped us get on to that, you know, whole fashion thing. We weren't, we didn't really care about fashion. We care about street fashion and stuff like that. But you know, we're like fuck it, let's do it. Um, so we had a meeting. Um, Style Fit Fashion Week offered to, for us to like curate a show called the Underground, which we represent underground culture. So we did that. We had a meeting. Everything was good. They're like, so who do you want to bring on? Obviously, I have clients, which are family and friends. Um, Dirtbag is a big family friend of mine. Heem Inc. too. And then Shake Hawaii was something that I saw potential in. So we put them on the show. Then from there, we just did the show. And they were like, we're going to do it at the Cipriani. I was like, oh, shit. Crazy. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you remember that, man. Like yeah, we, we were in there like, oh, Wow, like I, I love the the part. I forgot who it was, but somebody rolled up there with a blunt or a cigarette. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got say this. so many so it pictures. Was, it was Louis yeah, it was, from Felt, and then and then also the was uh jacuzzi. jacuzzi. He um, it was crazy because you know what they said to us, right? They're like, yo, and all these times I've been here, like the workers, like the old white people, they're, like, <laughs> they're rich as hell because there were investors there too. Yeah, so they were they was telling like style fashion, they're like, this, in my years being here. <laughs> My, like my years being here, I never seen anybody smoke a cigarette on a stage until today. What? So we fucked that shit up, like. Dude. Yeah, yeah man. So they had like a cigarette was They light. had like a week of fashion shows. Yeah. I think three days. Yeah. And we were the we were the underground um, section of that show. Yeah. yeah. That was all. I mean, it was it was turned up just from the 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 visual aspect of yes. it. Like they had like a, I'll get some pictures up on the green screen back there. But they had um. This this big screen where there's like visuals for every brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's this big sprawling white runway and shit, and all the models are just like you know regular kids like that are just out yeah, here doing their thing. Yeah, these are kids that are not. Some of them are models, some of them weren't. Yeah. But we gave them a chance. That's what we want, you know, our creatives to do. Like that's what Paper Trail's about. Yeah. So we wanted to do like this whole show. Like, hey, we're gonna give you a chance. Tall, short, small, whatever. Like, we're gonna help you out. I met one of the models there, and I didn't know I met him two days before because, like, I was running down the street trying to get some film processed, and this place closes at, like, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Elise Digital. And, like, as I'm running down the block, <laughs> I seen this dude wearing, like, this orange hoodie, and I think it kept on saying, like, hell again, like, over and over going down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's a dope hoodie, fam. Boom. Two nights later, I seen him at Cipriani, and he was modeling. Um, His name is Zuka. Zuka, Zuka. I don't remember what Zuka. brand he was doing, but yo, Zuka. dude I was so. I think he was on um, Dirtbag. I think I remember. I think it so. Was Dirtbag. Yo, him, his girl, and a few other people we ended up doing a photo shoot in the bathroom. And he actually, uh, yeah, uh, Phil from Dirtbag, he took those photos and put it on his thing too. So nice, nice, yeah, yeah like, super You know, dope. we're here to help the kids, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, these are absolutely. young kids that don't know where they're going, yeah. And the fact that they got on stage for that first time, it like it inspired was, them more. So, is that, that something was so elevated, man? Like, it, yeah. I, I think it was like one of those moments, at least for me, where it's like street culture should be taken serious yes. like it yeah. was like one of those where you gotta respect this yep. like so walking out of that like what like were you like in tears like oh you, okay, like i'll this- be real honest yo me and mickey and then you know my um my event coordinator cavell 
we were stressed the hell out because it was a lot of days, a lot of emails coming in. You know, people coming at us like, why didn't I get casted? Why didn't you pick me? It's not our choice. Yeah. It was kind of, you know, the the designer's choice. What was the uh, scariest situation of um, that? Scariest situations when we had to walk on stage to be like, we're Paper Trail Mag. And <laughs> 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 you want me to talk first? I'm like, Man. I was like, no, I don't know. I didn't know what to say. I was like, damn. And then, you know, Alan, um, um, she's our digital uh, artist. She's the one who went on and she usually speaks most of the time. So she's like, hey, we're Paper Trail Mag. You know, everybody was cool. And then you yeah, got Steve's on the stage with a camera recording everybody. Yeah. So it was cool, but it was scary because it was like, there was investors. There was like other magazines there. Like I heard yeah. like, you know, Complex Fader was there as well. Mm -hmm. Fab oh, someone representing them. Fabulous was sitting right in the front row. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fabulous was there too. <gasps> and, um, like, yeah, man. Yeah. It was pretty big. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was, he made it, it was sound weird. like he was sitting next to Fat. Like, yeah, we were there. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was exciting. It was just scary because it was really our first big thing to be like that. We thought it was gonna be small, you know. Yeah. But then when they really, when we walked inside, I was like, okay. Oh, this for real. Bro. <laughs> wow. You know. Now, is as far as you guys being like on the print side of the publication, is that for the fans or is that for like more so like branding and like product? Um, honestly, it's it's kind of more for the I guess for the, the you know the culture for the you know fans the supporters, also for the people that are included in it like the clients, because mm -hmm. these are like, I would say they're underground. They probably they're not nobody yet, but they're gonna be somebody, and we know we kind of know about it already mm -hmm. before everybody else knows about it. So we kind of put it on the table. So it's more of just like more of our supporters. It's like, not really, it's not like oh we want to be a fashion magazine that oh, like you know. We're not like that. We're kind of like, it's all organic. Like, everything's organic. I think it's a, a lot more valuable yeah. when you can pick up a physical copy of a magazine rather than scrolling on your phone to see something. It's I, it, I think that just puts us that bar ahead of what a lot of people are doing. Um, also, like, our magazines aren't, like, about words, and we don't have a lot of words in there. Mainly, yeah. it's visuals, so it's more of content. More Like, when you were a kid, like, you know, you picked up a picture book, you're like, oh, I want to yeah. do this again. Mm -hmm. So, as a kid, like, that's how I was. I was very visual, so I made that concept with this magazine. I wanted to make a lookbook type of magazine. So, right. that's how Paper Trail became. Yeah, yeah, especially with magazines. Like, for some reasons, the images stand out yes. way more than the words. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like game, I think it's just like this on a on a really basic level. It's like the size of it because it's like a big picture. It's like when you print out a picture in like a big ass resolution versus just like a little like tiny frame. You're gonna notice it's gonna jump at more at you. You know you're gonna want to see it. So similarly coming at if you're just looking at words, you're gonna not be as intrigued as this big, beautiful, full born image that really just sucks you in. I mean a picture yeah. speaks a, a thousand yeah. of those words, whereas you might only get three hundred on the normal. Ah, you like that, you like that. But you you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um but let's get into specifics with this one. Um what are some of the obstacles you guys have faced, you know, for throughout the four issues, like can you guys like share some of your struggles and your challenges, especially uh people that are listening that maybe looking to start their own publication just You wanna you wanna say some more? Uh, I would definitely um, say money. Money's always a huge obstacle, yes. especially when the like you're trying to do things like get a venue or have enough copies for the people involved in the magazine and also the people who are supporting the magazine, um, dealing with different types of artists and scheduling. Um, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely say like if you plan on opening a publication, definitely make a business plan of how much money you need to have to invest in it. You know what it is it. too when you like start from the ground too. Yeah. And like you have no investors, you have nothing. Cause some people they start off with like something, you know. Mm -hmm. At least I'm not saying everybody, but I would say that this is really, really underground. Like we started with nothing. I well, you know, like when for I first the started, fashion nothing. show, we made the snacks for the models. Like we cut up the vegetables, <laughs> made the sandwiches. Yeah, we, you know what I mean. You know they're vegan, so they can't eat much anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? like so we did everything. Like we, it's it's hard because like all the money like that's put into it, it's like real money that I had to find after. Yeah. you know. So like even if I lost that money, I'm like, all right, I gotta get more money to please my supporters. You know, 
but I don't want to get too personal, but you know, like it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. We want to do this to recognize people that do want to start it. Like make sure, you know, you have a business plan. Right. We had a, we have a business plan, but I think it's more of the money. It's hard. Yeah. Publication is not something you just like, yo, let yeah. me start is there, this. Is there a mental aspect to that as well? A mental as in? Like maybe yeah. like doubt, like along the way. For sure. Like you have people who, especially in the, in the underground, everyone's going to always have that mentality like, oh, you ain't really from here. Like you ain't been doing this right. or you're mm. not this street enough. You're not this underground enough. So you're always going to have haters out there or yeah. people who are from New York or raised in New York or whatever, whatever, doubting you or saying like side comments. And it's like, damn, am I, is this not, like am I doing something <laughs> wrong or is, is our shit like really whack but it's like nah it's, 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 it's like it. a it's like when you're like the person that creates it or if you're like a part of the team you have these feelings because you, you know what i mean like you'd be like seeing it from the you know from the outside because you see everything mm -hmm. but then you don't even know these people are like no no i love paper trail but in our minds we're like we gotta do like more yeah than this. like i was yeah. like do you hurt <laughs> when we go when we go to like random places sometimes they're like oh so what do you do whatever like same thing with mickey we'd be like well we you know we work regular you know basic jobs whatever not basic but whatever jobs to keep us our rent over the head like whatever and then they'd be like oh so what do you do i was like well i have a magazine called paper trail and they'd be like I actually heard of that. You're the owner. <laughs> oh my God. And, and they were like, "Wait, you work for them? How do I work for them?" Like, you know, like, and they yeah. heard about it already. So it's like it's word of mouth, and it's a community thing, a community thing. So it's like it's not just like a paper, like we marketed out on like Instagram. People actually know about it because it's a community thing. Mm -hmm. We all family at the end of the day. Was that the intention, or did it just co like cohesively come together like um, that? In the beginning, that's my intention. Now it's kind of like I want to branch out to meet more different people. Mm. I feel like we kind of mostly covered, you know, New York. Now we're trying to branch out to different places like California. We want to go to Tokyo eventually, which we are doing. Yeah. But I feel like it's a community thing. I want to build a relationship with the people that we talk to. If, so I, yeah, even if we know them or not, you know. I mean, that kind of leads me to my next question there. So, yeah. I mean, like you just said, you primarily focused on New York stuff. I mean, is there, so was the intent to just initially just grow in New York and then yes. branch out? Yes. Okay. At first, it was based in New York because we're based in, you know, as it says, we're based in Brooklyn. Um, we covered all the, you know, New Yorkers out here. It could be in Brooklyn, it could be in Queens, whatever, um, Santa, whatever. It was New York, pretty much. Mm -hmm. so. so, as far as for you, Mickey, did you come in at a later point or were you yeah. part of the beginning? So the first issue, I was still living in Connecticut, um, but I was going to FIT. But I I knew Billy before because we have a mutual friend that's also from Connecticut. And so I I'm, I'm from before. Connecticut, too. I'm from Bridgeport, yeah. Connecticut, though. Mm. I've been here for about almost six and a half, seven years. Is that Watchtower or that tower really the most famous thing Which in Connecticut? One? In Stanford? No, uh, no. Nah, nah, okay, so I had I thought that was in Canada. No, no, no. I had worked with this guy on a film recently. He said that there's like a tower right next to like it's like Bridgeport? a water tower or some shit. That's probably Bridgeport. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Um, no, yeah. okay. <laughs> they used it in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But yeah, I came, I just, I literally sent her DMs and was like, hey girl, um, I'm going to school for journalism. I'd love to intern for you guys. And yeah. I think maybe a week later, I got to, I don't know if you know PDX Craze. They're from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. my first interview. Really? Um, And then from then, I've just been rocking out. Yeah, she came out. Yeah. She came out to me. Um, you know, I was busy at the time. I started like a team, and then I was like, you know what? I do need somebody else. She was the person I reached out to because she had like the, I guess I would say the the creative vision. She has the schooling. I'm not saying schooling's everything, but she really was. She really wanted it. Mm -hmm. And I see her doing this. I'm like, I need to help her out. Yeah. I want her to grow from this. So is the team aspect something that also came together just kind of organically? Oh my God, that was, that's weird because um, I was going to do this. It wasn't supposed to be Paper Trail. It was supposed to be a lookbook by Billy Jane. And then I decided to reach out. And then my, my boy Troy, he reached out to me. He's like, hey, I, I'm doing something like this too. Can I help you with this stuff? Mm -hmm. Then he helped me recruit the people that I have now. So that's how we kind of grew up as a family kind of thing. But in general, everyone pretty much partied in the scene together. Yeah, we all like kind of mm -hmm. hung out. We everyone knew each other. We kind of already knew each other, which is so crazy how 
you come like you come like everyone comes back and works together. But yeah. So the definition of terms like streetwear and especially like underground are very muddled Ooh. these <laughs> kind of yeah. kind of days, especially with a lot of big money coming into it. It's I mean, leisure now. You, oh my, yo, son, don't get me started on that. But is there, what, is there like a specific definition of that for you? Like, what do you quantify as underground? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's very, I mean, it's not that hard, but it's a little bit harder to kind of pinpoint what that is exactly. There's so many different types of underground. There though. is, there is. Um, there's not just one. There, yeah. I, could, I would say that, like, there's also, like, okay, back in the day, you know how people used to, like, graffiti and shit? People are forgetting about that shit, though. That's underground. Yeah. They're forgetting about the people that draw on these walls, like, you know, write all this shit everywhere in the bathrooms. Like, they have to understand that's also underground, too. Skateboarders, they've been skating for years. Mm-hmm. That's underground as well. Um, people that were, like, doing these, uh, what's it called, those, like, beatboxing. Like, that boy beatboxing we had, remember? Yeah. That, that shit's underground, too. Yeah. I'm trying to basically... Punk. Yeah. Super underground, like so. I just don't want at least like the culture forget about like how hip hop even became in the first place, like how it even grew as it, what it was, because all those things made what it was. You know what I mean? Like now everybody's doing auto tune and all that bullshit. Yeah. Like who cares? <laughs> no, but I think if that's the stance you're taking, I think that's very important too because there's a lot of people, whether they're younger or older, where they'll see someone like a skateboarder just skating down the right. street. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's just skateboarding. But that <laughs> motherfucker could have just came from a contest and won 10, ten racks. Right. Like, you know, like that graffiti artist that's just like busting a tag. There's a lot of kids in the LES skate park. Um, People be like, oh, this is regular kids. No, they, these kids, they I'm actually skate for big yeah. brands. Like, yeah. Yo, yeah. I, I skate part time, you know. I'm a part time skater. I love my skateboarder. A, a few hours. A few hours. Oh my God, dude. He like Pharrell with hair. But. Damn, I totally lost my train of thought on that one. That's crazy. All right, we're going to switch that up. That Pharrell comic got me. That Pharrell comic got me fucked up. I was like, oh my God, like, I love Pharrell. Um, but yeah, we're going to get back to that. Um, so let me let me kind of switch gears here. You two are obviously women of color. Can you talk a little bit about, about the experience of women of color being in this kind of industry, like the reception you get when you reach out for interviews, when you go to these places talking about, oh, I want to rent this space. Like, Can you speak a, a little Ooh, bit how it topic. is to be a woman of color in this space? This is a good topic. Yeah. This is a good as top. Yeah, Just no, get it, bro. Okay. Come on, come on. Knees weak, arms are sweaty. Go, we got unclip one of those new points in the air. Let me tell you something. <laughs> um. I think just being a woman of color is an everyday struggle. Mm. And then you get into colorism, which is in your own community as well. So me being like a dark-skinned, plus-size girl, it is kind of hard, but not hard. Um, I would say I see the difference how I get treated with certain people. But I don't really let that affect me. Like I don't let that be a handicap to me. So as far as like reaching out for interviews and meeting people in person and making these connects, I've never really had an issue, Mm -hmm. but I definitely see the difference in how I get treated sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like she's a good person. I mean, when she talks, people actually like her. So it's like she has a natural kind of like, yeah, I want to talk to you. Charisma. You know? So, I mean, I I I get what she's saying. Like she doesn't have a problem, but there is chances where it's like she has a piercing. We don't want to like, you know? Yeah. Just shit like that. Like the way she dresses, not to our style or to our liking, whatever. I mean, as a woman of color, in my, I guess, my opinion, I mean... It's it's hard because I typically Asians are supposed to be the calculator carriers, you know, learning shit. Like we're we're supposed to be smart. I'm not smart, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't but hit you with the algebra. What I will say, I am left-handed, so you know, I have my creative, you know, left-handed. Mm. We think the the right side of the brain. We smart. Can we, can we trust her? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of. She said, "Nah." It's yeah. by no faith. Yeah, like, no faith. Yeah, of, of course, of course, of course. And then you won't believe this, but it's, I don't know. I mean, they're gonna feel some type of way. But like, when I think of Asians, I don't actually get a, a lot of Asian girls don't like me. Mm. I don't know why, but I always grew up in a black community. You know, like in, I grew up in a projects. I was always around like that type of area. But like when I was around richer Asians. They never accepted me for what I did. Like, what's what's your background ethnicity wise? Um, I'm Laos and Thai. 
that's like Southeast Asia near like Cambodia. Is that like mm-hmm. isn't that in between like Vietnam? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right down there. Okay. Is there like a yeah? Um, is there like a difference? Because I remember growing up, I used to go to school in uh, Bensonhurst, and over there, like the demographic is a little different. Like, especially growing up for me, like majority of high school, like black people were the majority, and then going out there, bro, it was like. 70% like Italian and then like the rest was just kind of divvied up between like right. Asians black people but like a lot of people in the Asian culture used to be like oh yeah he's ABC like he's American <laughs> born Chinese yeah. and I was like what the fuck what? like is that a gang <laughs> <laughs> like they were just saying like nah it's just a difference of just like I guess either the generation or the culture yeah. like being born here they say that basically like any asian that is darker like dark darker skinned or tan we're considered poor mm-hmm. we're considered like dirty as well so we're like not to joke around we're the black people of asia yeah. so <laughs> oh shit um, oh, so like shit. we weren't light-skinned we were not rich pretty much yeah. you know what i mean like and that's how it's always been i don't know and like me doing this it kind of means a lot because the people i went to school with were black hispanic um, they were all of them were different races. It wasn't white people or anything, but like they see me and they're like, "Yo, why is she doing this? Like, she thinks she's black or no? It's not because I, I grew up on this whole culture, right. you know. So be asking for something. Sometimes they even judge me because I'm the, the way I, you know, talk or the way I look, you know. Who you hang out with? Like if I was to go to some, you know, some person like, hey, we would like to do a sponsorship with. They'd be like for real, you know. But I mean, not everybody. Most people do fuck with us, but it's just. Being a woman of color and you're not to their liking, they will say things to you. you know? Right. So you don't yeah. fit the profile. I don't. Of yeah. What exactly. Right. Yeah. So kind of for coming from your family, like I know a lot of immigrant families in general yeah. kind of have this thing where they want you to be lawyer, doctor, uh, Indian chief. Is that, is that how it goes? Accountant, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So did you ever feel pressure from your family to like be in a certain path? But then I'm doing paper trails, so like. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, my family were refugees and they just came here. You know, my mom was 16 when my dad was like 18. So when I was, when I came here, I didn't have a guidance to be like, yo, you gotta go to college. Yeah. They had it in their mind, but they knew they couldn't afford it. You gotta get a city job. Exactly. My first, <laughs> my first job was at fucking Wendy's. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but my, my parents weren't there to be like, you know, like, hey, we're going to sign you for college. I had to learn myself. They were, yeah, of course they were supportive. They wanted me to go to school, but they didn't know how to do that because they were still trying to get their citizenship. You know what right. I mean? So it's like the whole thing about like Asians, like you got to be a doctor. Like some Asian parents now these days, yeah, but I grew up in a family where it was like that. Like we were like work hard for your job and do what you do. So my mom looks at paper trail like, what is it? She's kind of suspicious, but... She sees she sees me. She's like, All right, I see I see that you're about to drop this and do this. So yeah. she's supportive now. But back then she was kinda like, I hope you made the right choice because I don't know what else to tell you. Right. It wasn't like college or anything. Mickey, have you had a similar experience at all? Like coming from a under family of color? Um, no. My dad is Caribbean. He's from the Bahamas, but I was raised with my mom who's from the South. Mm-hmm. So she's like I fuck with it. Like, she came to the fashion show, and she has an art background. So I get a lot of love from her and my brother as well. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah, I mean, just just coming from that, like, from a family that is more of on a traditional path, initially that was something that it was kind of hard to grapple with at first. But eventually you just kind of put in that work and show people, like, oh, this I'm, like, kind of serious about this. Like, I'm doing this on a continual level. And I feel like after that point, that's when people kind of, like, all right, well, I'll let you do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. When they see something sprouting up, they're like, okay. I will say this, though. Like, some of my family, like, like, that was given, like, college and all that stuff, like, my cousin or, or whatever, my cousins, my families, they would even look at me like, what are you doing? Like, are you sure about this? Like, of course I got a, I have a good job, whatever, but... I'm doing this because this is what I really want to do. And they still look at me like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm doing what I, I love. Yeah. I'm a humanitarian, if you want to say. I like to help people. Mm. That's, Philanthropist. That's yes. Dope. <laughs> you know? I've seen, I seen a lot of shit happen when I was younger. So, like, when people say, like, oh, like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you could do whatever you want to do, yeah. honestly. You want to be, you want to be, like, 
rich, you could be rich. You just gotta get that, you know, you gotta know the steps to do it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not rich, when you get. So last couple of questions here as we uh, kind of wind down to the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, can you describe the process of making an issue, like front oh to back God. like this? Lord. Like maybe, maybe the, uh, the, the, uh, the footnote version, just like, right. like sitting down in a crib. Okay. First you have to gather up all of the, all of the content. And we have like content for days. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes we get deadlines. From, it's not we're not blaming the co- photographers or clients. It just happens. Sometimes they cancel. We can't make it, or or we gotta reschedule for this day. So it's like we got it's a the deadline. Models. Damn them. Yeah, like <laughs> shit, shit like that. Like, rappers on rapper time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, that's the only thing that's the hardest part. I think with like trying to make a magazine, with you know getting our clients to get make sure that things happen on time. Because when they don't, it kind of pushes back the designing part. Right. Mind you, designing part. <laughs> Design as in doing like the, the page layout. Page layout, layout like oh. the way, you know, the aesthetic of the, the client. Okay. Because what we do is that we stay with their aesthetic, but we use our visuals to like kind of like go with what they like. So it looks, when they open the magazine, they're like, wow. Compliment them, giving the boost. I, I was looking at that one Instagram post. I guess this was way back. Uh, the one girl, she was like crying when she like opened the book. I think yeah, that was like that number was French one. Brain, um, yeah, Barbara yeah, Badoo. yeah, yeah. She's a she's a visual uh, artist, and then uh, she she was crying because she was like, "Wow, like I never seen her the cry." Visuals for that as super chief though was fire. Yeah, we had a visual for her as well. The nah, third issue, mm-hmm. unfortunately not. Okay, sorry. Um, no, I mean, like I, I feel like what happens with the 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 issues is like when people actually look at them, they're like, "Wow, like she really took." Like her eyes, this girl like really like helped me do my interview in a way where it's like wow, like they understand who I am. Mm-hmm. So if it, it fits them, you open every page, it's like, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. So that's why she looked at it. She's like, this is so me. Like right. Yeah. I get a little teary eyed when I be seeing my name in the credits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's more. It's a more like a family yeah. thing, you know. Like we make people feel good about it when they open it up. Like we're not then, doing this shit for you know just publicity. For the fourth issue, she pressured me to put some of my digital art. Yes. In there. Nice. So it's like I don't know. It's like a. I'm like wow. Yeah. It's like there's such a difference between seeing it on a phone or a computer and then having it physically in your hands. It just... Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean... It just uh, sucks, though, because we wish we had the, you know... Like I said, we're working on inventory. So, like, people buy it, it's sold out. Like that. I got to order it again, you know, like... I mean, that's good problem. That's that's kind of... Yeah, yeah, that's a good problem. That's kind of cool, like... Anybody ask, like, yo, can I get a copy? Nah, fam, that shit's sold out. (laughs) Slack. Like, 20 years, maybe even 10 years, those would... That might be some... That might Some be some supreme shit. shit. Like, I gotta tell you, you're not a, clicking fast enough. Right? That's a $300 <laughs> book right there, fam. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. No, you know, it's only a matter of time. Because um, there's, there's like graffiti magazines, like Stress Magazine, mm-hmm. where um, my brother, he was tripping because he'd had like collections that were like from like special writers, like J1 wrote an article in it mm. and everything. And then. He, like he didn't care at the time because in the moment like some people don't realize how big this is right and then like 10 years later like I met someone at one of my jobs he was just like oh yeah I collect magazines like mm. yo they go for like super crazy online he was like yeah I paid like $300 for a stress magazine I was like what motherfucker <laughs> like that shit is like what? under yeah. like that shit is under like some clothes like fucked up but I could get it to you for like 50 <laughs> like got you fam I mean, and then the people that we have featured in the magazine they're all up and coming so you never yeah, know that's per- who's gonna turn out the what funny, the funny shit is that like we find out like you know because we you know we, we support them and then it's funny when they actually get to where they need to be yeah like how what they wanted to be and i'm like yo that's really good and i think like us doing that is helping people to realize like there's more artists than just these you know people that just get signed automatically like so this, I, yeah. it's, it's, it's more I, meaningful you i know? think that's like, the coolest part especially because there was that one interview i read uh online uh because i'm a bad journalist so that's the only <laughs> copy that i had um the what's his name uh you're your writer, I think, is Lucas. Oh, Lu- Luke. Lukey. Yeah, Luke. Luke. Yeah, yeah. He did the, the interview with that the one kid who was a photographer from, oh, yep, yep, um, from Rhode Island. Yep. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember his, his name off the top of my head again. I'm yeah. a bad journalist. But that was just like, 
really in depth and it's like he's a good that, writer yeah yeah that kid is going somewhere so it's just like damn you know when he's on like he's gonna look back at i mean that was his first you know magazine interview yeah so that's some shit that he's gonna look back on and be like damn like i, I really did that or that's yeah. something for you guys to look on like yo we really gave him a chance yeah no he was shit. looking for that niche and like you know what i i basically told him i was like you know what i want to help you like let's do this together then he's like, I'm down. So that's when he started writing for, he's more of a music journalist, but mm-hmm. tonight he pitches in for more than that too. So that's why, you know. Shout out to, shout out to Luke. For real, Luke, seriously. He's he's traveling right now. He's like everywhere. I think he's in Seattle right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Beautiful city. So yeah. it's like um, how we were talking about like rappers investing in politicians. Like you guys are investing in like other artists. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so, last two questions here. Um, one thing I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is because it's a show for other creatives. It's the conduit of creativity. Um, if there is one piece of advice that you had for your fellow creative, what would that be? Ooh, that's a lot of them. Take a breath. Take a breath. No I pressure. No pressure. Would definitely say work ethic like Beyonce is not Beyonce (laughs) from just waking up even if people don't believe in you and you doubt in yourself if you don't have the work ethic to prove it if you don't if you're not grinding then you might as well not you might as well just like believe in the doubt that people are giving you so um, you saying beyonce is a liar when she says i woke up like this <laughs> no she definitely woke up like that but she's been like you know she's she's a legend yeah but she's been working her entire entire life she's done legendary shit exactly yeah. so sometimes people are blessed enough to just wake up and they have things but if you really believe in something and you want something to work for you you need to work for it like you need to work for it you need to put in the time you need to put in the love like it's not just gonna come to you my my thing about creatives i think what i was is simple honestly you just gotta focus on yourself be focused don't pay attention to anything around you except for what you're doing be supportive to others but always keep in mind like whatever you're doing be consistent about it just stay focused pretty much just stay focused don't pay attention to like whatever's on your Instagram. You're scrolling. Oh, I want to be like her. Like, just make sure you know what you want. That's, That's it. Like, yeah. That's it. Honestly, and I feel like, especially working in like uh, a form like media where you're around so many images, I feel like Instagram is almost like the best and the worst place. Cause yeah, you get so much exposure, but I feel like, um, especially for photographers, it's like the photos that they take some of them are consumed like snacks right. where they're like really great really great pictures like not <laughs> really great lunchables man like i'm telling you when you get the pizza pack it's lit no but um like even cook. that's nasty what? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I will tolerate no lunchable slander <laughs> yeah. on this podcast hold up <laughs> it's not cooked bro. it doesn't matter what that sandwich from the bodega isn't cooked when you get it cold you know? You're still gonna eat that shit right up. You know? So you gonna like and they Domino's, got cats then sleeping you a on pizza the bread with just too. the sauce and the cheese thrown on top before they put There's it in the no oven. sauce in my lunchable pack. It's Listen, just if, yes, they, there if, is. If, if they did that in Williamsburg, you would pay thirteen dollars. Exactly. I Williamsburg. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> They'll be like, oh yeah, this is just uh, artisanal. This is so- a raw artisanal <laughs> sauce. A raw pizza that we developed. <laughs> I want to kind of get into the future and shit. Um, so you briefly mentioned it before, but you got an app coming on the way. Yes. Mm. Uh, just talk about the app. What's that all about? Like, what's um, on the app? Like, so the, give the, us the details. <laughs> the app is actually something new. I became a geek overnight. Did some mm. research and shit, and so I started making an app. Overnight, she's you got any Asian bag? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, I just wanted to come out with an app because I noticed that everybody's on their phones every day, whether you're on a train or whatever. So this app is actually gonna be something where you can actually still go on while you're on the subway. So mm. if, if you lose service, you can still look at content and be like, oh, that's Yo. me. Yeah. You know, and what? it's something that you can like actually keep up with all our events. So you don't be like, Yo, when's their event? When's this and that? You can sign up for all these like things that we like you know we're gonna offer mm. so it's more of like a entertainment platform type of app that's just gonna be handy to go with things when you're bored you want to look listen to music you could actually listen to music on here too how do you even like tap into like 
figure out what route. Like, yeah, what the Those are government secrets right there. You might get caps for asking that, bro. Hold <laughs> yeah, that, hold right? that, hold that. Like, how do you even start? I'm not trying to have a shooting in the studio yeah. right now. Um, yeah, so crazy. I have this theory that, well, some people tell me I have ADD. I think I do. <laughs> but uh, I, I just have these <laughs> ideas. It just comes to my head, and I'm just like always want to create something. So whatever adds on to the media thing, I have to think what the next thing to you know make yeah. for the I mean the magazine or whatever. I just want to make something more better so that people be like, now I have Hey Patrol app. Now I can just go on there and not go on Instagram because Instagram be fucking up too. Sorry Instagram, <laughs> but you know. Nah, so, fuck Instagram. I want my timeline back. <laughs> And that explore page is wild. Everybody's friends with everybody. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. But anyway, the app is going to be launching on November 9th. Um, and pretty much is a beta app. We're going to test it out. It's going to still stay up regardless if it's not, you know, good, like doing well. But I want it to be something that's going to be familiar. Is this iPhone only? Are you uh, dis- discriminating against? Android, Kindle, um, BlackBerry. Ooh. If you still have BlackBerry. No discrimination. No, no discrimination. discrimination. All Android inclusive. I like that. Bubbles. I like that. <laughs> All right, so uh, issue number five, uh, when's that coming exactly? This one, um, we basically, so every uh, year since it's been our first year, we only drop, we will drop seasonal. So we, we already did our four seasons mm-hmm. for this year. So next year, it's going to be, um, you know, the winter one, which is going to be on February. Okay. February, March, we're okay. anticipating. Looking so, forward to it. So any yeah. other future plans that uh, we should be on notice for? Like, um, we're going to be traveling When's the mixtape dropping? Oh, we got mad mixtapes coming. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but as far as, <laughs> as far as as uh, as far events and things like that, we're going to do a lot of traveling. We're going to do a lot of pop-ups. We're going to actually start selling more things in different stores, like in different states. Um, we're planning to do a listening party, actually, mm. coming up with No Wave. Mm. I, yeah, No Wave's, nice. um, we, we're going to do a collaboration with them. Um, what is it, December 1st? And we're basically going to do like a DJ set type of thing. Uh, new G, new DJs and old DJs, whatever. So it's gonna be a good thing. Um, we have parties coming up, of course, but we just that I will be tattooing at. Oh yeah, so she's hey. doing this. <laughs> she's doing flash sheets. Come get a paper trail tattoo. I want a Newport tattoo. Uh, <laughs> are they like permanent? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Right. Yes. Right. Face tap. You gonna have to really <laughs> think about this one, bro. But if I get hit with a few drinks, I might come through. Like, yo, hit me up. Oh, okay. Alright, so what I like to do to close out the show is I always like everybody to shout out their peoples. Yes. Anybody that's been supportive of you, uh that one hater that you know, fuck that nigga, like any oh. any type any type of alright, maybe not that one, but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, just shout out shout out your peoples, like you, can you know go first. Um shout out to my family of course. Billy, love this bitch. <laughs> um my my little squad, Liana, Francois, Mel, my roomies, and then a special, special, special mm. fuck you to my old boss. Oh, you know shit. who you are. Boo. Boo. That pottery shop is trash. Boo. Nah, fuck my old boss too. Them niggas did me dirty. No, she was but racist. Fuck her. Um, but then just like a general shout out to everybody that supports Paper Trail and that supports like my little side ventures I do. Y'all, thanks for having me. Yeah, really appreciate absolutely. it. Um, yeah. I have a long list, but I'm gonna try to sum it up. <laughs> um, I, I want to thank like everybody on my team, of course. Mickey, she's been there for me. She's been doing everything. Like when I need something, she's there. Um, I want to thank my photographers, Andy, Steez, Neesmith, Ruben, Jesse. Damn, I got a lot of photographers. Um, yeah. uh, Cavell. Cavell, and we have uh, who else? We have to shout out. Um, we uh, have uh, Spike. Spike for the videos. He did a really um, good job with that too. That one model video was crazy. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was really good at that. Um, I want to also like you know thank like anybody that's been surrounding me. I want to name all you guys, but you guys out there that's been supporting Paper Trail, love all y'all. Like no matter what people say. People talking shit. I don't give a fuck because I never said that. So, <laughs> but you know, thank you to everybody for real. Absolutely. So, uh, do you want to guys? Do you want to guys? guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Took a took a drink of the beer. Can't even fucking talk anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you guys want to? Ah, I got it that time. Do you guys ah, want to um, drop your social medias for us? I'll have that somewhere on the hey. screen for you as well. Okay. But for your audio only yeah. people, let's get some social medias out there for your personals, paper okay. trail, all that kind of stuff. Um, so for uh, Paper Trail, you can go on Instagram. It's at Paper Trail Mag, no magazine, just M A G. Um, my personal is Billy Jane's. 
Janes with the because someone took my name. So it's B I L L I E J A N E S. And yeah. And then um, we have, you know, the website www.papertrailmag.com. Um, Twitter. Twitter. We have Twitter as well. It's all Paper Trail Mag, everything. Um, what else? Uh, you guys can find me serving looks on Instagram. <laughs> at <laughs> healing is needed. Like healing is needed. If all one word. I be sending out love care packages. So let me know what you need. I got like, you. What's, what's these care packages about? Just some energy. I'll just be like, think about you and I'll send it. You know, I thought she'd be mentally. sending candles and shit. Oh no, I got the money for that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in other words, I pray for you. Right. That's what I'm gonna pray for you. She's like, I pray there's a bed, bath, and beyond me. I respect it. So, uh, my son Zeke, what's your what's your uh, social media? Uh, you you could find me on Instagram at below the borough. I'm running around taking pictures of anybody that looks fly anywhere, cool. anytime. <laughs> um, also on Twitter, um, under the name. Photographer, if I'm not mistaken. So, photo spelled regular, but grapher spelled like G R F F E R. Okay. Because I'd be doing my Isn't graph. Isn't there an shit. A in there somewhere? Huh? Isn't there an A in there somewhere? If there is, it's because I'm an ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And um, yeah, if not, then I'll be on BusyWorks, either man in the camera or behind the mic. Yeah, man, get some love to the boy. He's out here manning the cameras every episode. So um, that kind of does it for the day, unless you guys have any last things. Well, where can they find you? I mean, you already know where you can find me at at BusyWorks Radio (laughs) uh, on Instagram and Twitter or at Angry Black on Instagram and Twitter. Just regular shit. Mm. The world's most calm chocolate man. Oh, Um, (laughs) You like that? All right, cool. Wait. Who are you guys listening to right now in terms of artists? Ooh, oh, we already know I'm listening to I Style, <laughs> No Style. Oh, I don't know if that's like it could be after I Style after. Yeah, I mean, not it's cool. It's cool well, it's cool. I mean, we want we definitely want to thank Busy um, Busy Works Radio because honestly, we're gonna definitely do some work with them. Talk about it later, but yeah, <laughs> these guys definitely have a dope setup. They're yeah, real people. Amazing. Yeah, so you made us guys. so comfortable. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> take you. my shoes off. <laughs> just, just don't kick the yeah. table like. If it follows me, yo, leave my table alone, bro. Be holding it down. You know, I feel like you don't want to give it up. The stickers are bomb. That's what I'm you saying. Cannot take them off. I you camped know. out for hours collecting. You just gotta go to Home Depot, get some wood, build it back up there. I mean. Yeah. One one thing at a time. But anyway, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Paper Trail for coming through. You guys are the best. Uh, so we'll get at you next time. Um, and yeah, we will talk to you later. Peace. Later.